Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Neurotonal Network. I'm your host, the experienced some call Jason, and with me today is... The Blurred Dawn of the Veal, the Todd Bob, CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And the token exercise enthusiast, Tarky. And today, we're going to be talking about the conclusion of Invincible, well, first season of Invincible, over on Amazon Prime. Uh, just a warning up front. Talking about the conclusion, of course, means this is going to be spoiler-filled. You have been warned. No, no. We're going to talk about the whole series and not give anything away. It was great! Which is about all we could say without giving stuff away. <clears throat> we could also say there were colorful uniforms. It'd be, it'd be, I like it. Good night. <laughs> well, we at least do the old Ren Stimpy, you know, horse getting questioned thing. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Well, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Let's start well, off with, oh, I don't know, Todd or Danny one. One of you guys that isn't familiar with the comic. That would be me. Yeah, I ain't ready to do it. Okay. You ready to do it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why I picked, that's why I specifically picked you two, is I know neither one of you have read the book. Okay. Uh, I knew who the character was going into the you know beginning of the season. You know, I've seen the artwork seen the books on the shelves, but never read any of them. And uh, so for me, it was just like a fresh new universe to get, you know, introduced to. And I really liked it. Uh, I liked the gradual uptick of how he's learning to control his powers and everything. And by the season finale, you think, okay, he's, you know, he's still a, you know, a new character, but he's got enough chops to, you know, go toe to toe with certain people. But not Omni Man. When the, the second to last episode, when it's finally you know revealed to everybody, not just the viewer, that Omni Man is the bad guy, you're like, and the, you know, and the, everybody else is like, Invincible's our only hope. Y'all need to find a, a place to hide then, because that boy ain't nowhere near as powerful as Omni Man. And you sit there and you watch. Basically, child abuse for what thirty minutes, and it's like, oh my damn! Whether I beat you or not, you're going to need a lot of therapy. Yeah, well, so you, you see it, and you go, huh? So I guess, uh, I guess Immortal had a better shot at winning this, didn't he? Yeah, and he didn't have much of a shot at all because. First time he fought him, got his head chopped off. Second time he fought him, got a hole punched through him to break his spine and then got ripped in half. So I think Immortal's pretty much done because they're going to have a hard time finding all them. No, he's in the finale. He's literally in the background in the finale. They've already put him back together. He's not up, but he's laying there. Okay, well, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, it's the scene in the white room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see right, him shining right. a light in his eye, and in his eye dilate, his pupil dilates. That's right. I mean, it's like the Mauler said; they don't call him the immortal for nothing. Now, I also liked that you didn't see. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm jumping in on one thing I really, really liked about the immortal Omni Man fight is that their flying is different, and I yeah. really appreciate that. Because with Omni-Man and Invincible both by the end of it, 
their flying has a lot more curve to it. Yeah, it's like they control. Yeah, their flight and their positioning in flight and how they just how they maneuver with it is much more in control than an empowered human flying. Yeah. Because, like, even when he gets home from the hospital and he's, you know, like, like, well, I'm going to do such a, and he just lifts up off the ground and he's just like moving around, levitating. I'm like, okay, now that's cool. But yeah, um, the aspects that you see in the show, even like them going back and uh, arresting the uh, the twins, yeah, that that was pretty funny. It's like, okay, we're gonna burn our, our crap down and, and and you know get the heck out of Dodge, and all of a sudden these dudes start appearing. They're like, eh, fuck it, we'll just go back and get arrested. And the little smirk he gives that one dude where he broke his arm, yeah, that that was funny. Well, obviously they like that guy, all right. Yeah, so they've he, never had to kill anybody him. else, and that he even apologized for he started roughing that guy up. Yeah. The second thing that occurred to me in that scene is you would never let a prison guard go back to work busted up like that. No. 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 But, you know, you're dealing with two super strong, super intelligent blue clones, so I guess I can let that little bit of unrealism go. There was only one clone. Well, by that point, you don't know. They could both be clones. By that point, they probably are both clones. Some of those guys is obviously the original. You haven't been paying attention. He damaged you all the time. That's what proves you're a clone. Yes, but the first two said that, and one of them got shot, and you don't know which one's right. In the show, they actually do look the same. In the book, one of them had piercings and stuff. What is the trick? The one that got shot was obviously the clone. Mm-hmm. Oh, clearly, clearly. No, but I, I, I like that. Uh, I like the giant kaiju. And the kaiju Omni-Man fights in the book is just an unimportant little one-off something in one of the early issues. It's actually a reused kaiju from another book of theirs called Venture. Because <clears throat> uh, Invincible was kind of their second attempt at a flying brick book. Back around the same time period, because they were, Image was trying to kind of get a new bunch of books going. You know, for all the Immortals' failure, he is literally the only one that left a lasting mark on Omni Man. Yeah, because for the longest, his eyes. Well, him. His eyes are all bloodshot from where he tried to thumb the shit out of them motherfuckers. Well, him and the Red, uh. Well, most of the members of the Guardians of the Globe were able to do some impact. Back in the first, yeah, episode. I mean, they did put him in the hospital for a month, you know, which is a lot better than they did in the book. Yeah, yeah. The, dif- the difference, what I'm talking about, is you just had in episode seven, you'd had Cecil hit that son of a bitch with every damn thing from a orbital laser to Cthulhu's grandchild, and nobody had left a mark. A any kind of lasting anything on him except the immortal thumbing him in his eyes. No, that's yeah. Right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because when the immortal punched him, you you got like the evidence of like a possible bruise going to be forming, and then when he got his thumbs in that in, in uh, <clears throat> Omni Man's eyes, it's like, oh, snap! Yeah, that that's going to hurt in the morning. Yeah. 
I'm only talking about something that lasted. It like it happened in seven, and it was still there in eight. Nobody yeah. else in seven can say they did shit that lasted till eight. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What what shocked me was that they didn't have Adam Eve hitting with something since she can rearrange molecules. You would think with that power that she'd kind of be the big gun. Yeah. And she might, and the trick is, Cecil sent her back to the Guardians, who he was holding reserve, so he may have been planning her as, you know, if nothing else works. Yeah, because the general consensus was, in kind of Cecil's mind was, is Invincible equal to Omni-Man? Is Invincible a counter? Or are they both enemies? Because Cecil didn't know whether Invincible would even help at, yeah. the, at the start. Yeah. He wanted yeah. He, he Cecil was wanting to kind of get his kind of get a feel for where Mark was at. Well, Cecil didn't want Mark anywhere close to Omni-Man at the step jump. Yeah, yeah. But uh though part of me also wonders and I don't recall this ever come well, it didn't come up in the book cuz you didn't meet Cecil till after this fight, but but in the show I also wonder if one of the reasons Cecil had Debbie there was if Mark Turner here's some leverage. Yeah. It's totally the, to it's the totally the type of crap he would do if he had to. You know, he wouldn't be happy about it, but he'd absolutely do it. Yeah. The the trick to that would be you you that that would be taking a horrible risk because okay, if if Mark had gone with his dad, it's a dog. Maybe he'd have looked at her as mom. Maybe he basically, you know. Yeah, but if, it, if you get to the point that it's only your only shot, Cecil would take that shot. Yeah. To to me, it was like, hey, your mom's here. She's we're protecting her. And if you if they started to see him turn, let's put mom on the comms, son. Yeah, I yeah. Love I mean, you the, the, the trick is Cecil's one of them guys that tends to have backup plans. So his backup plans. So yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, he's that, a human basically running their version of S.H.I.E.L.D., so there's a limit to how much he's actually going to be able to do against super people, other yeah. than throw other super people out. Yeah, and like he said in episode seven, where in the hell do you think he's coming next? Mm-hmm. They knew that some bitch was coming there. I want to know how much they pay them soldiers. Not enough, considering how he uh, like Their families get paid very well. Because, <laughs> I mean... Good lord, I mean, hell, that one pilot that ejects and Mark saves, oh, yeah, you, you know, I'm like, oh, snap! Yep. I mean... Yeah, the 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 teaching Mark a lesson section of episode eight was very, very brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And that, right. was, that, was, that was something I talked to Jason about yesterday because we'd seen somebody online ask the question, is Omni-Man evil? Well, duh. Yeah, and you kind of sitting there like, how goddamn slow have you got? Did you watch that shit? Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, his his from his point from of view and from his culture, there's nothing she used to defend Omni Man that nut jobs wouldn't use to defend Nazis or something. I mean, it was well from their and culture. That, that was actually no. that was actually my comment on her thing. I was like, you know, I was just following orders. Yeah, every fucking Nazi in the Nuremberg trials used that. Yeah, it don't work. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was just part of his military. Well, he was just doing this. Yeah, this 
you know, if that was your mama in that in on that train, he's evil. He that's he was, somebody yeah, that liked the Nolan character up early. Yeah, and is trying is is probably to themselves trying to defend why they still kind of like him as a character. Yeah, and the reason it, you still it, like him it, as a character is he's a main character. It's kind of all those people it, he killed are just name kind of nameless, faceless folk, so yeah, they're not registered it, with it, you emotionally. It had it also has the feel of the Sharon Carter is power broker thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it has that whole because you know once there was the obvious reveal that she was a power broker, the next thing was well she must be a scroll. No, she could just be fucking evil. Yeah, yeah, they could just be making her evil. I mean, she could be a scroll, but so could anybody else. So you know. But all right, let's roll well, it back well, for a second, Taylor. As you being like myself, being being pretty familiar with the books, actually probably more familiar because you you actually read the entire run. What have you thought of the show overall? Uh, show overall has been good, and it really feels like it's the kind of it's changed slightly in ways that I like overall arcing because in the books up to this point, Debbie's just there. She's not really a character. She's just there to be the mom of Mark. And, she, and she's, Where, you know, she's kind of the stereotypical, you know, good mom. But... Yeah. She's still a parent, and she says parent things in the comic. But in this show, she was already doing realty, or already a realtor. Where in the comic, she doesn't do that for a, still a while after this. Like, she just existed as a character in the book until Omni-Man does bad things. And then she's left as the only parent, and then you get her doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Some characterization. Yeah, they went ahead and fleshed her out. Which yeah. Thing. Well, she got fleshed out, and she had an important... She had a somewhat important role of discovering what happened. Yeah. Because for all everyone else was doing, they only had speculation. She went and grabbed the suit and found evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a relevant, important character. And I like that, because in the comic, she just wasn't. I think I'm like... At this point. I think I'm like you. I think I'm kind of liking the show better. Though, as I've read or listened to, I can't remember if it's somebody online, another commentator, kind of pointed out, this is kind of their Kirkman's second bite at the apple in this story. And the story is coming, the show is coming off like it's a little better put together. Yeah, it, in the it book, is some definitely of this stuff, him. It's, it's like he might not have had it completely planned out ahead of time, but this time it's like he's going back and it, everything's kind of set up a little better. Because uh, you mentioned Debbie not really having a personality until after this fight. But it's after this fight that's the first time you see Cecil in the book. You know, the first time you see Cecil... You know Omni-Man's in communication with somebody. Mark knows, you know, he's got an earpiece and he talks to somebody sometimes. Yeah, but you don't see Cecil until Mark's in recovery. In recovery, the first time or the second time? No, from the Omni Man fight. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, in you know, in they, the comics, also Mark got a little less tore up from Battle Beast. Oh, no, I mean he's still he's still flatly lost, but he was not like ripped asunder as hard as he was in the show. Also, Battle Beast looks sillier in the book at first. Yeah, I think the I think the version you got of him in the show is kind of the the version you had of him later in the book. Well no. 
midway through the book. Yeah, fair, fair. He had, well, I, I don't want to spoil it because if they do more of the Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're spoiling this season, that's still the Matt Buchanan. Yeah, yeah. But we seem but to all the, we seem to all be in agreement, you know, that they've done a really good job with this show. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. like some of the detailing they've done for the show, but uh, but the show itself, the writing I've liked. What, what details have you not cared for? Uh, they've had some bad uh some bad three D CG for when they don't want to draw people running from stuff. They do little three D models, and I can tell the difference real quick and go, ah, oh, it's. That CG and it doesn't really fit in the scene because this the background is drawn. Background is not also CG. The background is drawn, but the characters are CG, so it doesn't mesh well. But that's only in like group shots and people running from things, not any of the characters. Uh and in details, uh, as Omni Man leaves Earth, the blood should not have all gone away. Some of that blood is Viltramite blood that can survive that heat. Oh, hey, yeah. that's a very minor detail I'd missed. You're right. Well, the when, when you're going into the detail of blood burning off to show how cool a person is flying in space, you need to also know the detail. The reason they're flying through space is they're an alien who just beat the crap out of another alien mm-hmm. who is declared as practically 100% Viltramite. Yeah, yeah. You make a fair point there. I, at the time, I just took it as a reference because they never really covered it in the show. But in the book, Nolan mentions one, you know, that, that in talking with the tailor, they mention that Nolan goes up into orbit to let the solar radiation clean his suit. Because I, I forget, Debbie either shrank it once or, you know, washed it with, I forget what, I think it was that she shrank it one time. So now yeah, he washed it suit. once. Yeah. So he goes up and, you know, the solar radiation clean, you know, burns everything off the suit or whatever. I just, I was thinking of it as a reference like that. And, you know, just as it was just something they were doing to be visually neat. But, but you make a fair point. Mark's blood should have still been there. Which I feel like if you saw just just some of the other random blood burn off, but not the fists, I think it would have left a better impact for me. But anyway, but like, see, it was small details like that I saw. So basically, you know, we, we can nit, nitpick little stuff. But... Oh, yeah, I can nitpick. Um... I love the fact that Cecil just decided to have a chat also. Oh, just, during the... I'm, you know, that was episode seven, but yeah, yeah, yeah. still just, it takes a strange kind of courage to go up to someone who can literally catch you halfway through a teleport. If you're, if you're not paying the best attention to how fast he's going. Yeah, well, you know, even in the book, Cecil didn't lack for Kahune's. It was yeah. just it was it was where he it's where he drew his moral lines that you had to worry about Cecil sometimes. Well, I'm gonna ask this since y'all have both seen all the episodes now. Were there any characters in the show that weren't in the books? Uh, Shrinking uh, Ray is gender swap, which had me confused for a little while. Well, Shrinking Ray also in the books was very very unimportant. Oh yes, extremely. Not that she's been super important in the show so far, but you've seen her a little bit more. Yeah. But when she first popped up in the show, I was like, who is this? I don't remember this. 
and then poking around at some artwork for one of our previous shows, actually. I ran across a picture of it. Oh, I do remember that guy. And it was a guy in the book. That's one of the things that threw me off. Okay. How about Robot? In the books, is did they portray him like they did in the show? Pretty much. The, the storyline's been a little more compact with him. Uh, and Rudy's tube form looks different. It's a because he looked like chewed. They just went with a different, a little bit different style. Essentially the same. I mean, I well, they went with like the generic giant forehead, super genius. Well, that is true. In a tube, in the comics. But other than that, you know, the fact that he used the robots as drones and the other, he had multiples of them. What he was wanting the Maulers to do for him, you know, all that was pretty much the same. The now to be fair though, clone to kill him. In this show, at least, he's a a little bit less vindictive against Rex. Yeah, yeah. Because in the comic, he just flat out does not like Rex. He doesn't say it, but like the only the you know the only reason he picks Rex is because Monster Girl likes Rex, but. Like, the way he gets the blood sample and everything's a little rude. In the comic. Does he have Rex's powers as a kid in the books? No. Do you, do you know how Rex got his powers? No. Okay, I didn't think the show commented on it. Nope, they don't. And don't comment on it here, because they, they might tell you. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. The backstory to it isn't plot relevant is just character relevant still yeah, yeah i won't say anything about it but, but uh, and of course they've already announced that that there's there's you know they've already greenlit season two and three which makes me happy oh that's good oh also one more small detail in the after the uh the true the telling of you know uh nolan's actual history mm-hmm they used character. They used Viltrumites from the comic in that, in those scenes, and I liked that. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I, that was so when they show up later, you know, people go, "Oh, okay." They seen. Yeah. That. Following a bunch of the artists on Deviant Art, I recognized two of the the characters that I know appeared in the books. One was the kind of chubby, fat guy with the bald head with the white hair on the edges. And then one of the females. Mm-hmm. But as far as knowing who they are, got no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're nobody yet. Yeah, right now they're just random. Generic you know, background aliens. Yeah. Would saying their name be a spoiler? Because to know to know what they're to know their name, you would have had to have already read the comic. And their name isn't going to be a secret in the show when they show when they do show up. So. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't anyway. that as a major spoiler. Okay. I won't say it for Todd for Todd's sake, but Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well the thing is, I'm more interested in like listeners or something. Me, hell, I call up Jason all the time and go, what in the hell is happening next? Well it'll be spoilers, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. See, also in the telling where they talk about conquering worlds, 
I love the fact they showed Alan the alien's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then I, once he shows back up and talks about his life with Mark, you know, you could it has that call visual callback of him talking about how his people had to survive. And you can think and go, Oh yeah, I just saw the picture fifteen minutes ago of his world being destroyed. <laughs> yep. I like when he was talk Mark was talking with him and he's talking about the uh coalition of aliens or whatever they called it how you know you see the one batch of aliens that show up showed up on earth in the first or second episode and it's like oh not all of them died apparently (laughs) because they look like they building for a a round three or four Mm -hmm. oh the phylaxians yeah or phylaxian i forget what phylaxians i think phylaxians yeah yeah mars is still all fucked up Yep. Yeah. Well, that last little that last little vignette or little uh montage there was just showing you all the threats that you know are still yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Oh, I got what it was. It was just oh, mm-hmm. wow, he, he really did. All right, so for you two, for you two that aren't familiar with the story, what are y'all? What are you wanting in the next season? Mm-hmm. We we'll use that as our wrap up. I do not have uh real expectations story wise. One of the things I liked about this season. Was the damn quality of fucking guest voices they had on that damn thing? Yeah. Well, hell, but just Dude, that, I mean, it was freaky the amount of famous folks that came in there really to do just like fucking grunt work. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got a lot of comic book geeks in Hollywood, so you know. Yeah the the uh, the actors and actresses that they got to do the main roles, I thought like Cecil. I watch him on a sitcom, the actor on a sitcom, The Last Unicorn, or The, the Unicorn, or whatever the name of it is. And, I, you know, he plays a great good guy, or he plays a great bad guy, whatever. You know, he's one of them character actors. He's I have never up. seen Walter Goggins play a decent person. Watch The Unicorn. I've seen him Probably on... Probably not. I, I've seen him in that, and then I saw him in some rom-com movie years ago that Jennifer was like, oh, that, that's what I picked this weekend. All right. He usually, he usually f- plays some flavor of racist, and he has the largest teeth of any human I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he does. But, you know, I, when, when he started voicing Cecil, I'm like, okay, I can, you know, I know exactly where I'm standing with this dude because his voice, it's like it matched. You know, like he looked, he sat there and watched that animation and then did the voice work. It's like, See, there's one there's one thing to get Walter Goggins, who is basically a character actor. There's another thing to get Misharala Ali, who's got a goddamn Oscar, to come yeah. out here and do a, a character that you've seen all the fucking twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's... You know, the, the fact that the Guardians were voiced by... Uh, all of them were alums of The Walking Dead. That well, that's because their buddy was doing one of the main voices. That's, that's kind of easy to rope them in for that, probably. But that's that's still damn neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, it's still extremely neat. Uh, like I said, hell, they got hell. Jamin Huntsu apparently even speaks English in the damn thing, because he was the leader of the aliens that come through that age funny. Yeah, yeah. And he was the leader of the aliens on Mars. Huh. So they literally hell. Michael Dorn is Battle Beast. Yeah. I mean, they had they they got a 
they they went they it's went up, up in, yeah. in getting famous people to do fucking voices on that damn thing. Now, All right, Tyler, is there anything you want to see in the next season? I mean, try not to be spoilery because, you know, me and you, we have stuff we're expecting. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a character in the comics that has a traveling ability that I was hoping to see in the background of this season, but I did not see him. Because his whole thing is like he runs through dangerous situations all the time. But I just didn't need to see him in the background. And I was kind of saddened by it. I wouldn't mind seeing some of the cameos from other characters. Uh, I'd love to see Spawn show up. That'd be great. You probably won't see him. Now, the guy that does Savage Dragon, I said he's open to letting Savage Dragon cameo. Uh, I know you used to have... Uh, I want to say in the early book, Super Patriot showed up a few times, or whatever their Patriot character was called. Also, cyborg, because Debbie and his wife have conversations about being the normal, the normal folk, married to you know supers. Mm. But yeah, as the Invincible book progressed, you had less and less cameos from other Image characters. You know, because it just went off in its own direction. Invisible crossed over with Marvel too, because that's literally the only book that I've ever had with the character in it. That was back. Yeah, I seriously doubt Spider Man's gonna show up in the show at any point. You never but know. Also, kind of a horse. There's also and, and, technically oh, a cameo by Batman. Kind of, yeah. But nothing, well, Invisible, copyright. Yeah, infringing, but yeah. But all right, we'll go ahead and wrap here. Also, I think it's safe to say everybody here, you know, is looking forward to the next season. Yeah. yeah. One last thing is, I do want to see Science Dog. Do it now. To which one of us? What was that? Tether? You go ahead, Danny. Oh, never mind. Then I'll go. I do hope wow. to see Science Dog next season. I, that you know, that's one thing I'm disappointed I have not seen much of in this one. Was you, you know, you haven't seen his his obsession with Science Dog. What, what I was going to say is uh, Jennifer watched the whole season with me, and even she's looking forward to when I told her, oh, yeah, they've renewed it, and she's like, oh, good. Yeah, I want to see some of these characters. She made the comment, and I was thinking it, she wants to see some, like how they carried them two uh, twins back to the lockup. Well, you know, when they got out, you know, they just kind of like waved at the folks as they left. She wants to see some of those villains because, you know, they looked interesting to her. So I'm like, okay. You know, I think some of them do pop up. I would have to go back and look at it again. Well, I'm thinking of one in particular, because I know who one of them was. The multiple Asian guy? Yeah, yeah. But, uh... So anyway, if you watched Invincible and enjoyed it, or, you know, hated it and have, you know, reasons you want to give, uh, you can comment below. You can reach us at the Nerd Eternal at Gmail, uh... You can leave a comment on our website, nerdeternal.com. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, we have a shop. Again, just go to nerdeternal.com. Uh, anything you buy would, you know, help us improve our equipment. Basically, just help us produce this show and the other shows we do here on the network. Uh, any help is appreciated. If you, you watch on YouTube, like, share, subscribe.
You can do that for oh, free, and we still appreciate it. Yeah. Send send out links to your friends. Send out links to your enemies. Just send out links. I hate you. Watch this. You got that annoying cousin, that annoying uncle. Send them a link. Anyway, so we'll see y'all next week. Again, I have been the experience of some called Jason, and with me has been... Blurred Don of the Ville, the Todd Father. CVO113, the droid you're looking for. The token blood on Everest, Tarky. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.